I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Byte Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. How was your weekend? It was just not long enough, but um, I drank a lot of wine. I watched um, some Westworld, because I'm trying to do a rewatch before the new season starts. And that was about it. How about you? My weekend was good. Spent most of it with the boyfriend. So that was lovely. Except I got home last night around like 11. And I thought that like one of my, because I'm taking this like online writing class right now. That's like for like, oh, like you need this to graduate. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I thought an assignment was due like on Wednesday, but nope, it was due on Sunday. And I didn't do it. Oh, that's (laughs) And Yeah, I know. So I was freaking out because I was reading the syllabus and the professor was like, if you don't do this assignment, you won't pass the class. And like, for some reason, like she has this like optional revision of like one of the one of like the three writing assignments or one of the four because like I didn't do the third one. So I'm like, okay, fuck, I'm going to fail the class. Cool. All right. I'm so close to graduating. Fuck, 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 fuck. And then um, I wake up to a wonderful email this morning. It's it was her and she was emailing being like oh my god i saw you i saw that you didn't do the assignment i'm so sorry um you can revise it let me know if you have any problems i want you to pass the class and oh my god just like all my worries just like dropped and i was just like thank fucking god so i'm in like kind of like remission right now where i'm just like okay i'm calming down because all night i was just like mess like i called my boyfriend i was like oh fuck 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 but yeah thank you boyfriend yeah that's yeah that's not a good thing oh my god but yeah i'm I'm feeling better you know i had a really good weekend and then that happened and then i was like but no i'm i'm doing a lot better now because uh we're gonna talk a lot of of lando today so i'm pretty excited about that oh yeah solo sorry I, i i keep forgetting this movie is about Han Solo instead of Lando Calrissian, but um, yeah, Lando. Man, oh day, do I fucking love him! Like, I, I just remember watching the trailer for the first time and like seeing Lando, and as his mouth was moving about to speak, like I screamed, <laughs> like. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's saying something. Because, like, that was the first thing I said before the trailer was, I better fucking hear Lando talk. And 
Oh, he did. And it's, he did. It's amazing. He's... Ugh. I just, I can't even express how much I love him in this movie already. <laughs> I know, just everything, like his mannerisms, like how, you know, he had his hand out and that droid thing was like handing him the drink and then he's just sitting there like he owns the place, which he fucking does. And uh, he's just, he's perfect. And the wardrobe is amazing. Mm. You know, it's funny, because I, I swore that I that I wasn't going to buy any solo stuff until I saw the movie. Cause like, what if I hate it? But man, I need, I need some land. I keep looking at the Lando figures and I'm like, I want that one. And I want that one. And I want that other one. What about, um, Paul Bettany's character? If they have any figures for him. Look, we'll get to that. But yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait. Obviously, <laughs> my whole thing with bad guys is going to continue because I saw him like in the trailer, and I'm like, ah, fuck. Because <laughs> we had talked about it like a few episodes ago, how I sort of had this assumption that I was going to really like him, and I'm like, oh, he's a badass gangster. God damn it! Just the god damn it. Okay. Um, so I think how we're going to do this is that we're going to like kind of play a couple seconds of the trailer and then stop it and then just like discuss, you know, what we see, what we think, etc., etc. Um, yeah, I think that sounds good. Here, let me pull up real quick because I think that's what we did for the first, um, solo teaser or we did it for something i forget what we did it for either the last jedi or this i think it was for the i think it was no it was for solo it was for for solo for that teaser back in february it feels like forever ago i know isn't that crazy okay okay let's start playing it all right now Okay, so that was like the first like five seconds. It's the the, the guitar thing, like the dun dun or whatever instrument that was. <laughs> and I instantly laughed when I heard that. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> I I really like the music in this trailer. It's very not what I think when I think Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it's really fun, and I think it it fits what I think the vibe of this movie is going to be. Yeah, like, I was really worried at first about, you know, this movie. Well, no, because I was really excited. And then, like, my hype for it just, like, disappeared. Like, I don't know, like, what the fuck happened? Like, maybe just because, like, you know, just there's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, solo. Okay. But, yeah, like, the, the, the dun dun. And I'm like, okay, this this is going to be a fun movie. Like, I was smiling throughout the whole trailer, especially, like, you know, the first, like, five seconds. And I'm like, I'm probably going to be smiling. My cheekbones are going to fucking hurt while watching this movie. <laughs> but, okay, so is that, like, a Star Destroyer that we see? Like, at the, like, the four-second mm-hmm. mark? I mean, it's certainly... I have it on, like, pulling up on YouTube, it too. It certainly looks like one. I mean, it's the right shape. Hmm. But I don't know if it's the right size. Like, it's sort of hard to get a sense of scale. Yeah. Because it looks a little small. It's a, it's a little Star Destroyer. 
just a little guy. I don't know. Okay. Um. All right, let's play a little bit more. You're off to something. Is it revenge? Is it revenge? Oh, I love Amelia Clark's voice. And this is like such a great like Western confrontation scene. I know. Like, okay, what's that per I forget something nest. Now, I've been hearing that this is this is a is this the one that's actually a woman? I think so. That's what I was just about to ask you. Like I've heard rumors that this is a woman. I'm so excited by that because that's like we we need a major female villain in a Star Wars movie. I know, like just like the costuming for this character excited me, and the fact that it might be a woman like almost excites me like even more. Like just this whole thing, you know, on in the sand, and then Han kind of grabbing the blaster, then Mila Clark asking if it's for revenge what he's doing, and then we see Alden, dude, that's so Han, like. Like, just the facial react, the facial expressions, and even, like, the body language, too. Like, it's so Han to me. I think, I think the body language is good. I still, he's still the part of this movie I'm most worried about. It's understandable. I mean. like, yeah. Like, everybody else that I've seen, I'm super excited for. But, on the other hand, everybody else I've seen is actors that I know and love. Yeah, like, I've, well, that's the thing with me, too, is that I haven't really seen, like, a lot of these, like, actors. Like, I know, oh, fuck, um, why, Donald Glover, I don't know why his name was, I know Donald Glover, like, I know, obviously, Childish Gambino, I never really watched Community or any other shows, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I haven't watched a lot of shit. King Tom, talk to Brittany. Tell her to watch Community. I will. I know. Like, I, I think I watched, like, one episode. I think, like, the the, pl- the pilot. Because, like, I remember someone was like, you need to watch this show because they used to be in Community College. They're like, oh, yeah, you're in a P- Community College, so you'll like it. And I'm like, that's fucking... Okay, like that made me like almost not want to watch even more because someone's like, oh, like you do this. So you're going to like this. And I'm like, um, but no, nah, I mean, I'll give it another chance. But no, his face. I don't know. Like Alden's face when um, you hear Kira in the background, like saying, is it revenge? Like that's just like that facial expression and just like how he's standing. Like that's just like so Han to me. I think he'll have the he'll have the cockiness down. Yeah, he will. All right, let's play a little bit more. Money. Or is it something else? All right, and I stopped right when the Lucasfilm logo pops up. We see Han looking at Lando with surrounded by all the different creatures the would you say that thing looks like the, the the two little sea sea creature things the little shrimp guys the little shrimp guys yeah i don't remember yeah. yeah they look like they look like big old like penis shrimp <laughs> <laughs> they just remind me of little shrimp but then you see this like big 
don't know, that big creature in the back. And then, yeah, let me turn on my brightness all the way because I have it both on my phone and my, you see Lando just at the table just looks like he oh owns Oh my the god. Oh. Love me some land. And I just, like, I'm really, this is probably the stuff I'm most excited for is this sort of gambling den, like, scum of the galaxy stuff. I know, like, I loved Han's face when, like, he just is, like, looking at Lando after, you know, he's, like, grabbing the money or something, and he's kind of pushing all of his, because, you know, this is obviously either, like, when he wins the Falcon off of Lando, or it's going to be something, or, like, there's going to be, like, two different ones. We're going to see, like, one Han just losing the fuck out of his bet, and then the other one him, like, winning, because, I don't know, Han's probably going to be, like, really stupidly cocky at first, and then he'll finally get it. Yeah, because I feel like... When we first get introduced to Lando, obviously, it's going to be, like, him being, like, the most badass of all badasses. And so then that makes it a better scene when Han does, like, come back and win the Falcon. Exactly. And then we hear in the background Kira, you know, asking, like, is it money or is it something else? And then we see... Chewie and Han kind of like looking at the Falcon. Yeah, that seems so we got that from the um from the teaser before, didn't we? We did, yeah. And there and he's in his little coat. God, just him standing next to Chewbacca. Like I don't know if just like Alden's just like so much shorter than Harrison Ford. But Well, Chewbacca's very tall. Excuse me. Um, how old is Han supposed to be in this film? I don't remember because it spans, what, like six years or something? Ah, oh, fuck. I keep forgetting about that. I just, I can't get over how fucking dirty this planet is. <laughs> like, it just, like, it makes me have trouble breathing just looking at it. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, really early in the morning and it's just, like, dust, like, um, dust fog. I don't know. It doesn't look. It doesn't look like it would be a healthy place to live. Maybe I'm trying to think like where this could be. Like I don't know about Corellia, or maybe this is like where. Oh, maybe this is where like Lando's just chilling. Like this is just some like random planet that Lando that Lando's just like gambling and. Yeah, that could be like right when he wins the ship or something. Yeah, like, this is, or it could be, like, right before, because it's, like, they're going to do the, okay, like, this is what you're going to win if you, you know, if you uh, win the bet or something, and then, or maybe this is, like, right before, where he's just, like, walking around, and then he sees this, like, giant ship, and he's, like, whoa, fuck, what is this? But, all right, let us continue. Yeah, good. A little rough around the edges, but good. About a job, big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver and I'm a flyer. I'm a driver and I'm a flyer. Okay, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But that line is really but, bad. But Amelia Clark looks so good. That dress is amazing. I know. I was watching the trailer with Boo for the first time and like just out of my mouth. I'm like, she's so fucking hot. (laughs) 
And he's like, yeah, I agree. I'm like, great. We both agree. God, she looks so good. And a little around, a little rough around the edges, but good. Oh, and when she's like walking in that bar and you just see like the different costumes and you see that like woman in that red dress and you see what else. Um, yeah, just I'm excited to see what goes on in that space bar. I think that's going to be like the first time they see each other in years. Yeah, and it looks like that's like Paul Bettany's place. Mm-hmm. And then we see them on the sand with Chewie. It looks like Chewie is holding their luggage. Or he's holding something. Or is that Chewie? Yeah, that's Chewie. On the beach, they're walking. And then Beckett says, heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together a crew. And there he is. Now, there's Paul Bettany. I will say, from this trailer anyway, it looks like Paul Bettany's got a pretty major part in this. Which surprised me, considering how late he came in. Hmm. So, I'm assuming that he is that big shot gangster putting together a crew. But, like, so is Woody Harrelson, like, part of his crew? Or is Woody Harrelson kind of, like, the crew coordinator? And then he's, like, the head boss. I feel like... Woody Harrelson might be like freelance. Like he's somebody you hire because you can just be like, hey, do this job. And then he'll gather all the people and stuff that he needs to do it. Because the way he says it, which I, you know, like I heard about a job for a big shot gangster makes it seem like. I mean, maybe somebody he worked with before, but not like an exclusive I'm, uh, you know, I just work for this guy. Hmm. I like what he's, because he's wearing just this, like, black ensemble. And then his face is all scratched up. I don't know. He just looks, like, very, like, intimidating, which, um, what was your first reaction when you saw him? Um, I was totally down for it. (laughs) I'm like... That is the most attractive. Sorry, I'm drinking a beer. I was like, that is the most attra- <laughs> that is the most attractive, attracted I've ever been to Paul Bettany. Damn, because it's just like the way he's st- like when you see him like standing on like leaning over that like balcony, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I know. That's where I have it like paused right now, just like him on the balcony. And then you see apparently like in this, like you see an imperial or something or like two imperials, like because there's like these two like figures in black with masks right next to him. Hmm. I don't know. I have it paused at 34 seconds on YouTube right now. Um, Here, let me let me. Because I thought there was Imperial. Okay, so like, oh, wait. There's this guy on the far right. And it almost looks like he's an Imperial wearer. Because it almost, because like, he kind of like the shoulder pad, pattery thing. And then, oh my God, is he wearing, is Paul Bettany wearing a cape? I I mean, oh, he's definitely wearing a cape. Oh my God. (laughs) What if Tarkin had a cape? Uh, t- uh, Tarkin is not a cape. I feel like a cape is too ostentatious for Tarkin. Hmm. 
What if Mendo didn't have a cape? Well, that would be a sad day indeed, and we're not going to talk about that. Like, I don't even know why you would suggest something like that. <laughs> what if he wore the hat the whole time? Look, I don't love the hat, but if I had, if it was a choice between, like, Mendo and a hat and no Mendo, I want to take Mendo and that stupid, stupid hat. <laughs> I just love like the mentality of oh put him in the hat to make him look younger or something or to you know well look it was all like rainy and shit on that planet could have had a bigger hat he was still because it was I forget if it was oh I watched this movie the other night kind of I should know um hmm I just (laughs) It didn't really look like an imperial, like, because it was, like, a darker, maybe because it was raining, it didn't, like, look like an imperial hat. But anyways, I'm I'm tangenting off about Mendo. What's new? All right, so. Here, let me pull this back up. Yeah, but that. Oh, sorry, I accidentally played it. But anyways, go on. I was just going to say that I'm a driver, I'm a flyer line is terrible. We see, yeah, we see him flying on the speeder. I'm a driver. I'm a flyer. Okay. Yeah, like I... <sighs> then we see some ship flying on um, Snow Planet. Yeah. That's um, maybe Corellia or whatever. Well, oh, I forget, like, the other planet that's going to be featured in this film. I, mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, we see some, like, you know, we're seeing a lot of, like, new ships. Like, I know, obviously, like, in these movies, we're going to be introduced to new ships. But, like, fuck, the Empire are just, like, there's so many different ships out there. It's crazy. But, but anyways, anyways, all right. Um, let's continue. Trailer. Long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the smuggler around. All right. So, I wanted to make sure to pause it right before we see Lando because obviously that's going to be what our main, <laughs> yeah, our main concern is through this trailer. So we have Han saying, "I've been waiting a long time for a shot like this," and we see Thandi Newton, and then we see Woody Harrelson giving the blaster to Han. I don't know exactly what it's like a DC something. Fuck. That's a cool moment, though. I like that. No. Um, By the way, I have to say, not nearly enough Sandy Newton in this trailer. I know! Like, maybe, like, she's really just going to be, like, a minor character. Oh, I'm annoyed. Like, we don't, like, we don't even hear her talk, do we? No, we don't. We hear more L3 than we hear Sandy Newton. All right, so he gives him the blaster, and then one of my favorite parts is when Han's talking to Chewie, and he's like, what do you think? And Chewie just kind of growls, and he's like, oh, what do you know? See, oh, that, my God. That's such a, like, perfect Han-Chewie moment. Like, if you if you just, like, had that dialogue, you would totally picture Harrison Ford and Chewie saying it. Oh, my God, I know. I'm wondering if, like, because I don't know, like, how long they've known each other at this point. I don't know if, like, they meet each other, like, 
during the flashback or like eight years later like maybe that's what happens is that Hans just kind of you know like he's been or running the streets since he was 10 or whatever and like maybe like when like the very beginning of the flashback is like when he has that or I don't know I don't know it's weird speculating because it's like this movie's coming out so soon which like still surprises me dude tickets aren't even out yet I know like Ah, and then like there's like no merch out. Like, I, I I'm even still seeing stuff for like the Last Jedi. Like, cause I I always go like on the Disney apps like to search like you know like merchandise for Star Wars, and they even have cause like they do these like um Dooney and Burks for like for for Disney, which they're like so fucking cute. Like I have um I have like a it's a small world clutch like kind of like a like a bag, and then I have like um. A Star Wars one, and then they have like one with the Last Jedi, and they have porgs on it. Oh, cool! But I mean, the is it this weekend that the launch is like the big like toy launch, like whatever they're calling it, since it's not Force Friday, <sighs> Wookie Weekend. I can't believe I didn't know that. Wookie Weekend, two thousand eighteen, um, April twentieth. So that's going to oh, be week. not this weekend, but next. That's going to be exciting. Did you see the Lando dishware? I'm literally searching it right now. It's it's like the most 70s looking thing I've ever seen. It's all like, where is it? Let me see. Because it was something that it was on it was on st- the list of the StarWars.com put out of all their merch. And there's like plates and like a glassware set. I saw the glassware set because I saw like King Tom post something being like, is there any way to go back in time? Like, um, I don't know, but um here, I, I think here. Let me go on Twitter real quick. I want to. I want to. I want to investigate. Um, I saw like King Tom post something. Oh, um, wait, no, damn it, not that. Yeah, not it would be that. on that. Like, the, not the, that. that Tom posted. Damn it! I just had it and it like disappeared on me. Okay. Yeah, I see the like the plates. Yeah. And the glasses. That's nice. And then silver. I like the silverware, even though it's just like gold. Really nice. Is that like for solo? Like, what is that? Is that, like, actual Star Wars, or is that just, like, someone no, made it? No, it was on there. I'm telling you, it was on the website. Dude. Sick. Star Wars dishware. Oh, yeah, the poster. What do you think of the poster? Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um... What? Because I'm trying to like look at the things I see in the background because I see like um what um 
Okay. I see... What do I see in the background? I see these little yak things. Where are the little yak things? And then a, a poster in, like, the back. Like, kind of above okay. Chewbacca. You're cute. I want more creatures. But anyways, I'm tangenting off a lot. How I need to focus on trailer. All right. So... Okay, oh yeah. So then we see um, Chewie and Han walking up, you know, a set of stairs, and then Beckett asking, you got a line on a ship? And then Kira says, yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. And we see, remember that shot in the first, like, the, the 45 second, tra or the first trailer, where, like, all the lights are flashing on Lando, but this yeah. time it's just, it's Lando that and coat, the coat. man, it's ridiculous. Ugh. Just the way he looks in the coat, too. Just his facial expression. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. I'm going to resume it now. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you heard about me is true. <laughs> Everything you've heard about me is true. And he has a cocktail droid. I want a cocktail droid. <laughs> I want to know everything that Han learned about Lando before. Yeah, man. Like, fuck that Legends of Luke Skywalker book. I want a Legends of Lando Calrissian book. I just love how, like, that's just, like, the first thing that Han says, or, like, one of the first thing that Han says to Lando. Just, I've heard a bunch of stories about you. Just his face, too, when he says it. And then just Lando just kind of like with his hand kind of in the air and just so fucking confident. It's it's such a great performance. And it's so super stupid to talk about how good the performance is in a trailer. But it's Lando, but it's not a Lando impression. And that's really that's really got to be very difficult to do. And he nails it. Even when, like, he hand, hand points, you know, everything you've heard about me is true. And then he just grabs the drink and just, ugh. Ugh, Lando. I'm so excited for Lando. And Chewbacca growls. And then for, like, a quick second, we see L... That's L3, right? Yeah. All right. Let's continue that. Let's go with a mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you okay. So we see L3 for the first time. I already love her. <laughs> Let go with a mean man's face. And then she just like drops him. Fucking drops I him. I love her. I love her. I love her relationship with Lando. Totally. I want a whole movie of them being awesome. It makes me kind of sad, though, because, like, obviously she's not in the original trilogy, so something's going to happen to her. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I don't either. Like, that's definitely the cons of, like, introducing these, like, awesome-ass characters, because obviously we don't see them in the original trilogy, so we know that, you know, they're either going to die or something's going to happen, you know? Or, like, L3 is going to betray him, or I don't know. I don't know if droids are capable of betraying their, their, um... Not masters, but who they're, you know, with. Didn't we 
am I making this up or did we read that she's sort of like reprogrammed herself? I th- I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. I almost want to like go back to the, the Brez's article. Because if that's true, then she like, it would seemingly be capable of just about anything. Yeah. Okay. Here. Um, yeah, so she's a self-made droid with Moxie. Um, okay, forget. Um, oh. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it. Self-made is sort of. I mean, who knows what that means in terms of a droid? Yeah. Damn it. Ugh. Damn it. I want to find that because I feel like okay. So she's just she's a self-modified droid. The idea that she's sort of a mutt, but if you will, various parts, various parts, different kinds of droids who have improved upon herself. So yeah, she is kind of like, like that. Yeah, okay. she like upgrades herself. That's interesting. I like that. And then the who are these guys? <laughs> oh, I love it. I feel I feel like she's not gonna like Han. <laughs> I don't blame her. She'll probably love Chewie, though. Everybody loves Chewie. You know, I'd love to meet, like, a character who just doesn't like Chewie. Or, I don't know, like, I've never heard that. Even, like, for, like, Star Wars, or, well, Mike, for, like, even just, like, people being like, yeah, that Chewbacca, like, I don't like. Like, I understand, like, you know, like, people not liking Ewoks or something. Like, I get that that's a thing. But, um, I don't know. How could you not like Chewbacca? But I, I want to give Chewbacca a hug so badly. He gives good hugs at Disneyland. Yeah, I'm don't. I'm not down for like. <laughs> I want to hug the real Chewbacca, Brittany. <laughs> that is the real Chewbacca. I don't want to hug some dude in a Chewbacca suit. What are you talking about, Emily? That's the real Chewbacca. I want to hug the real Chewbacca. Yeah, at Disneyland. No. Yeah. No, that's like that's like that's like the Santa Claus at the mall. He's not the real Santa Claus. He's Santa Claus helper. No, that's not the, no, that's not the real Chewbacca. That's Chewbacca's helper. You don't pay a hundred and something dollars to get into the park to help to to hug Santa. Like that's that you 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 pay a hundred and something dollars to hug the real Chewbacca. Chewbacca's got better things to do, man. I don't know, like. He's over a hundred years old, you know. He he probably gets bored sometimes, so he goes to Disneyland and hangs out and hugs people. No, I want the real Chewbacca. Yeah, I agree. All right, so L three, who are these guys? And we have Han touching the Falcon, kind of grazing it for the first time, and then we see kind of like the interior. Of the Falcon or him. You know, this is probably, like, his first, like, initial reaction to the Falcon. But then we get that, like, whole shot of it. And just how new it looks. Like, we see the blue on it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's gotta be Han walking into the Falcon for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, I've never really been a big, like, Falcon person. Like, I think it's cool and shit. But, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, this is first time seeing the Falcon. I'm just going to be like, yeah, cool. First uh, 
first meeting, like probably like the first time him meeting Chewbacca, I'll get a little more like <laughs> you didn't. But you didn't get choked up when we saw the Falcon again for the first for the first time in the Force Awakens teaser. I I got like excited. I, I was get, crying. Like, I was crying when I saw the Chewie were home. Just seeing like Han in the in the outfit again, or seeing Harrison Ford as Han Solo again. That's what got me. And seeing Chewbacca in the back, like that destroyed me. And hearing like the the Force is strong in my family, like in the background, and just seeing like the you know Ray. I believe that we saw Ray on the speeder, kind of going past the fallen Star Destroyer, but. Yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing the Falcon. Like, that excited me. But, like, I'm... I don't know. Like, ships don't, like, excite me as much in Star Wars. Like, the Death Star does. Like, seeing the Death Star in Rogue One, like, that was pretty fucking cool. And, you know, seeing the meaning of it, like, that Mendo loved the fuck out of the Death Star. Like, the Death Star was his fucking child. But... I mean, I don't normally care about ships. But, man, I mean, the Falcon's a character. Yeah. And... It's interesting because, you know, obviously this trilogy is going to end, you know, like the, you know, seven, eight, nine. We're, I don't know if like in the next trilogy, we're going to see the Falcon again, or if it's, you know, going to be tossed down to Ray. Like, you know, we're going to get these movies that aren't going to have the Falcon anymore. We're going to get like a new ship, but nothing can replace the Falcon. No, it's going to be rough. Yeah. But at least we're seeing, like, the origins of it. Do you remember in Revenge of the Sith when we saw, like, that Easter egg of the Falcon, like, on Curzon? Nope. Yeah, I was like, um... <laughs> Look, basically right now, if, if your question is, hey, do you remember when in Revenge of the Sith, my answer is going to be no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because your least favorite prequel is Attack All of the of Clones, them. right? All of them? Yeah. Do you have, like, a least favorite moment? In the prequels? Um, the, the romance scenes. Yeah, so I guess really Attack of the Clones is probably my least favorite. D- with apologies to Amanda Ward. Yeah, of course. But Sorry. yeah, I think the romance stuff is my least favorite. What about on Geonosis when three POs turn into a battle droid? Oh, that's bad too. I think that's my like least but favorite. But I, f- I find that more ignorably bad. Yeah. All right. So Falcon. We get interior of the Falcon. We kind of have Han kind of looking at it with that weird look on his face. Okay. You come with us. You're in this life for good. Might want to buckle up, baby. Let me give you some advice. Assume everyone will betray you. Assume everyone will betray you. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, we've talked about that before. That's definitely going to be happening in this movie. But, um, yeah, let's go, let's go back to buckle up, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're in this life for good. Yada, yada, yada. And then, yeah. (laughs) And he's talking to Han. Oh, I gotta tell you. I, I need, I need, I need him to be flirting with Han this entire movie. I need it. Like, 
like a powerful need for for him just to be like flirting with Han. Well, I mean, Alden's a pretty attractive guy, so I don't blame I don't blame Lando, but Lando's just a big fucking flirt and I'm here for it. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's so great. <sighs> then we see on May 25th birthday sorry (laughs) yeah and we see the train and then we hear the dun 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 I'm excited for that train fight it looks badass like we see the obviously these are stormtroopers right like these are these like weird form of stormtroopers that are like you know able to Forget what stormtroopers that these were called. I don't know, but who's that shooting at them? Is that Beckett or is that Han? I can't tell. Wait, let me. It looks like Beckett. Because, like, the hair. Okay. Yeah. These stormtroopers are like badass looking. I wonder why they're on top of the train. I don't know, but I'm like, I'm here for that fight scene. And then Beckett says, let me give you some advice. And then we see the Falcon on this like planet. Like you see, what planet do you think that is? Brittany. <laughs> I love asking you these questions because I know. The no, answer. I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. Be- because of the time scale of this movie, and it's it's taking place over several years. Yeah. It is this stuff on the train, like the job that they're doing for Paul Bettany, or is it a completely different story? I almost want to say that it's a completely different story, but I almost think that this is going to be like the the main thing in the story. Because I feel like maybe this is what they get hired to do. Or I've tried like, what could they be hired to do, though? Like, what are they going to do? Like, that's the thing that I'm still like, OK, like, what's the whole point of this movie? You know? Just Han Solo saving the day or some shit? Or, like, what are we going to get? I mean, that's sort of what I'm a little bit worried about, quite frankly. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm kind of still confused on, like, what this whole thing is going to be about. Like, it's just going to be, like, everyone's meeting each other cool, but then, like, something happens or, like, someone betrays someone or, like, I'm still, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about, like, the big bad guy of this movie, like, not being someone, like, from, like, the Imperial side or just, like, being some, like, random smuggler gangster person, you know? Or if Paul Bettany's character is part of the Empire or something. Or if we're going to get, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, I, I still know, like don't know a lot from this movie and i know i said that about like the last jedi but i really do feel like i knew more about the last jedi than i do like this well in terms of i knew what the last jedi was going to be about yeah this i have no idea i just i don't know how we get to point a to point b to point c you know yeah but um assume everyone will portray you 
And then you see um, Kira walking down the ship with L3. Then we see uh, Lando with his blaster, which is, like, awesome. And then we see that giant ATST or whatever, like, jumping. You get a jumping at Ast or whatever they... Oh, nope. We're not playing you yet. Okay. Um... Yeah, we see that thing, and that's interesting. I mean, yeah, so we're definitely... We're going to have an Imperial presence of some sort, because we have those weird troopers, and then we have these guys. And we know we have, like, the, the mud troopers, or whatever they're uh, called. Mm-hmm. And then we see, like, Thandie Newton for a second, like, shooting. With a big old gun. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna play a little bit more. I got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. So let's talk about Chewie and and his wife instead, or his girlfriend, yeah. or whatever. So I assume that's Mala. Yeah. And I remember when I first saw that, I'm like, oh. I just like. I would like. I would like to see Chewie. Like, be happy and have something nice maybe, going on. Maybe this is a rescue mission. Maybe, but here's the problem is we know where Chewie ends up, which is just mm-hmm. kicking around the galaxy with Han. So that story can't end well. Yeah, so maybe it's going to end with, you know, Chewie realizing that his fam or like you know he has that life debt to han but it's going to turn more into like a friendship and family thing because maybe like he'll lose mala on this um man i i can't deal with another movie with with sad chewbacca sad chewbacca is like the saddest thing that can exist i know i still that scream after kylo stabbed han and then when Chewie just like went straight for shooting Kylo to kill him, that was fucking brutal. I want to see Chewbacca like just rage and just like kill, a, not kill a bunch of people, but just like I want to see like battle Chewbacca because we like we barely got that in Revenge of the Sith. And I know that he's like old, and we'll discuss that at the very end of the trailer that scene, but like. I don't know. Like, I want to see, like, battle Chewbacca. Are we going to see somebody's arm get torn off? I fucking hope so. I mean, shit, I was hoping and praying for so long to see Darth Vader kill a bunch of, you know, or, like, like rage Darth Vader, and we got that at the end of Rogue One, which was everything I've ever wanted and more. But, you know, maybe this movie will get, like, rage Chewbacca and, like, him grabbing some arms and legs off. You know, maybe that's why it's going to be PG-13 or... Do we even know if it's PG-13 or PG yet? I don't know. Dude. Shouldn't we know these things? It's Disney, Star Wars? I don't know. Alright, so we get Mala and Chewie. And then we get the... I have a really good feeling about this. And as soon as I heard that, I thought of one person in particular... And then, yeah, Emily, like, what were your your thoughts and concerns when you heard um, 
not I really have a really bad feeling about this, but I have a really good feeling about this. Look, I <laughs> it's so on the nose. I can't. It just it's like annoys the fuck out of me. Like it's so it's like the most obvious line they possibly could have gone for. And it's so cheesy. And it's going to get a fucking cheer in the theater. And I'm just, just going to be sitting there, like, just be like, get to the next scene. Get to the next fucking scene. I hate this shit. <laughs> oh, I finally clicked on that link that you sent. I don't know how long ago you sent that. But they have solo Monopoly. Yeah. Fucking sick. And then I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. Oh, the bed sheets are cute. The books, the books, the chair. Oh, God, the family costumes. No, God, please. Yeah, there's a bunch of different Wookiee costumes, and they're all terrifying. <sighs> the female Wookiee costumes? Don't fucking sexualize a Wookiee. Yeah, you know what female lo- Wookiees look like? They look like goddamn Wookiees. It's just fucking gross. And then, yeah, the Lando. Why do they call it the Lando table tabletop collection? Maybe that's what Lando's dishware looks like. Maybe, maybe, maybe. he's rocking that on the Falcon. <laughs> That'd be funny. Han would destroy it all. Han's just dirty. Well, yeah, look at the Falcon. <laughs> and look how beautiful and pristine it was when he first got it. Yeah. Han's disgusting. <laughs> You know, maybe it's Chewbacca, too. Like, maybe that's why him and Chewbacca mesh really well, because they're both, like, really, like, I don't want to clean. I'm good. I would be like Lando, though. I I would want to keep everything, like, prestige and clean. But every once in a while, I would, you know, get sidetracked, and then I'd be like, all right, time to clean the Falcon. Maybe that's just Han. Like, every time he's like, I'm going to clean the Falcon, like, something happens. Like, maybe in A New Hope that day, he's like, I'm going to clean the Falcon. And then this, like, farm boy and this old man come to him and be like, hey, uh, we ha- we want to give you money and to do something for us. And he's like, okay, I wasn't clean the Falcon, but that works. Money and Falcon smells really, really bad. Yeah. I wonder what Chewbacca smells like. Dog. Maybe. What if, like, he smells really good? What if, like, Wookiees just, like, smell like roses or something? (laughs) (laughs) You never know. All right. Let us continue trailer. Since when do you know how to fly? 190 years old? (laughs) You look great. Push it. Don't dump. All right. Um, I think that was my favorite moment of the trailer. <laughs> the 190 years old. You look great. That's cute. <laughs> oh. I wonder why the hell they're in the middle of a Star Destroyer, though. But, I mean, that's a very Han thing to do. Like, Han's always, like... Like Empire Strikes Back when like he's trying to get away from, but I don't know. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna deal with the Kessel Run here too. Mm-hmm. You see, like, uh, uh, maybe this is a Kessel Run, and like they just find a Star Destroyer. I don't know, but Chewbacca's adorable. 
and he knows a lot about flying because he's 190 years old. Ugh, I love it, but anyways. talk about this weapon that Paul Bettany has. Of course. Because it's freaking awesome. It's got like I mean it's held like brass knuckles. Because mm-hmm. your fingers go through it and it has like the ridges above it. But then it's got like freaking red laser beam and he's swinging it around like it's sort of like arc shaped almost like a almost like a bow or something. Yeah. It's because I see because it has like the three finger holes and then the red. Because I have it paused right there right now. And then he's just smashing the fuck out of everything. I wonder like what he's maybe he's going through like an anger episode or because it doesn't look like there's anyone in the bar or like maybe like everyone left because like there's shit going on. But I wonder like why he's destroying everything in his bar or whatever that is. And then um, you see Chewie drop someone on their fucking... Is, is it their head? I think so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. That's definitely getting dropped on their head. Well, not dropped so much as slammed into the floor. Damn. Yeah, that person is dead. <laughs> that person's very dead. Oh, my God. No, yeah, it's the, it looks like their head. It looks like their their like neck is like cracking. Bam. We get Kira throwing some sort of grenade thing. And then L3 is saying, so glad we took this job. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's a job. But I don't know if like she's saying that during the train or during like when they're shooting shit near the Falcon. And then you see this like dramatic scene of like Chewbacca almost falling, which like, uh, I mean, we fucking know Chewbacca lives. But and then we get the spinning letters for Solo. I lied. This is my favorite part of the whole trailer right there. I love the spinning letter. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I don't like I understand. Like, I, I kind of think it's cheesy. I really hope that we don't get that. Like, because that's going to throw me off. Like, if like the very because like the Rogue One logo, like in the beginning of the movie with the I think, I think these movies need to be their own thing. And if they yeah. if they do it with spinning letters, fucking whatever. I'll say, okay. if I walk away from this movie where my biggest problem is the logo, that's a really good sign. Yeah. That is... What do you think of Chewie's little goggles? I, I love those goggles. <laughs> he looks adorable. Real chewy. I know. I was looking at like the, the stuffed animals like on the uh, page of all the new um, Star Wars. Oh, the Wookiee pillow's cute. The oh. stuffed animals remain completely terrifying. Oh, but no, you get like the little, the clips. Like there's like one with like Chewie and then there's one with Chewie with the goggles. 
The little like the little clippy ones are fine, but like the stuff, the like the big like the ones that like make sounds and shit, they're <laughs> goddamn terrifying. They're gonna eat your soul. Don't buy them. The walk and roar, Chewbacca. He looks mad. You know they did a really good job with like Chewbacca. Like I well, it's hard. I don't know. Like just you know, because like sometimes like. It's hard to explain. Just it's like it just it's it's Chewbacca. Like obviously, like he's not gonna look like exactly how he did in A New Hope, which like everyone's like, oh, like his eyes like different because like obviously it's like a different, it's a different actor. But like Chewbacca just looks good. I love Chewbacca. Even like the action figure does look. Uh-huh. Action figures are hard though. Like you can totally like mess up an action figure, like the Poe Dameron one. Oh my god. Those are atrocious. Those are terrifying. Then I'm, trying, I'm looking at the other stuff. Yeah. The Kira one looks like kind of bad. I feel like we already went over this though, but no. Okay. Sorry. Back to the trailer. Yeah. Spinning letters. I mean, I don't mind it, but like it's kind of just like, okay. But I mean, shit. That was a trailer. So, were you more excited for this movie after the trailer? Yeah, I definitely was. I mean, I'm still counting myself as, like, cautiously optimistic. Um, I mean, I'm not, like, amped. And maybe I will be once I have tickets or stuff. But, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's still a big possibility that i don't particularly like this movie like maybe not hate it but i'm just like okay that was a movie like this trailer i watch it and there's parts i really like but overall i'm like okay that looks it looks like a movie i want to see rather than it looks like a star wars movie that i'm dying to see yeah like after i saw this you know i saw the trailer obviously i was excited but like i just like found myself to like stop thinking about it compared to you know other trailers that i see and i'm like oh my god like i'm like watching this on repeat like i saw i watched this once and i'm like i'm good like i don't need to rewatch this or anything which like i mean yeah i watched it like, i watched it when it aired and then i watched it again like over my lunch break at work because i'm like oh fuck we're recording tonight i better rewatch that trailer <laughs> I know, like, I watched it because it came out on Sunday. I watched it on Sunday at Boo's house. And then when I got home last night, I watched it again because today's Tuesday. So I, like, waited a day to watch it again. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I watched it a little bit today, took some notes, kind of, like, did, like, the pause, go, pause, go, kind of like what we're doing right now. And I mean, I'm excited, but, like, I could wait. Like, if someone told me that this movie was coming out in December, like, I would be fine. Like, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, I'll wait. Like, I prefer Star Wars movies coming out in December anyways because I've gotten so fucking used to it. But, I mean, oh, well. I mean, I'm excited as hell that this is coming out, you know, near my birthday. And that, you know, we're going to have a lot of friends come down. We're going to go see it. And there's going to be a lot of, like, fun things. Like, if you guys are in the L.A. area, our friend Steel Saunders is doing a show at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Please all go. It's so fun. Uh, so fun. And it's in Hollywood. So, yeah. But anyways. Anyways. But. <sighs> I mean. 
good trailer. What was the part that stood out to you the most in the trailer? Other than Lando. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it can't I know. Be Lando. It was like, it was absolutely Lando. But other than that, it was probably the train. Yeah. How about for you? I mean, Lando. Kira, I don't know. Just Kira just stands out to me just because I love Amelia Clark so much. Mm-hmm. And oh, just that dress. I love that dress. I love her hair. I just love that hair length on her. Ugh. But I'm trying to think of like, no, I think probably the the 190 years old thing. I think that was the cutest thing. Like, I just think that this movie is going to just be cute. Like, I'm just going to be like smiling through the whole thing. Kind of like not like an awe like I was like when I first saw like The Last Jedi or uh, Rogue One. Like, Rogue One was just more of like an anxious thing because like, it was like happy anxiety or just like, okay, like what's going to happen? And then like Darth Vader came out and I was like, oh my God. But with this one, it's just going to be like, okay, like this is going to be really cute and funny and I'm going to be really happy while watching this. And I mean, like, cool. But I don't know. But yeah, that was, um, you have anything else to say about Solo? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. So yeah, that was our trailer breakdown. These are always fun. I love doing these with you, Emily. Yay. Yay. Then back to the poster. Um, yeah, looks fine. You see the falcon in the back? I just noticed the falcon. And then, yeah, Solo. Coming out May 25th. Where are you going to, are you going to see it like in a theater near you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, there's a couple of places. I don't, I don't think I'm going to bother like trying to see like IMAX. Mm-hmm. Unless I watch it once and really love it, then I might do IMAX for like a repeat viewing. But I'm probably just going to go to the draft house and get a good cocktail. Dude, fuck yeah. I mean, they've got, because they always do, like for big movies, they do themed stuff. And if there is not like a Lando themed cocktail, I'm going to (laughs) be super disappointed in them. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I still have no idea what I'm doing for this film. I know that because, like, it's it's kind of cheesy, but, like, every Star Wars film, like, I always see it with my family. Like, we always get tickets for, like, our mom and dad and for, like, Rusty and my sister if she's in town, but she won't be. She'll be in Orlando still. But this year, I think I'm going to, you know, go with Rusty or, you know, some other people and, like, go see it with them. So that's going to be, like, a new fun thing. It'll be different, but like a good different. So I'm really excited for that. But I know that whole weekend's going to be like crazy. I'm going to be drunk for most of it. <laughs> Hopefully not during Solo. I don't want to see a Star Wars movie like plastered drunk for the first time. That would be interesting. But, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Emily. As my phone buzzes. You watch The Clone Wars. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was the last. Let me get my notes because I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. Even though I watched it like three days ago. Uh, let's see. It was the last two episodes of season three. Um, and it was 
Um, Ahsoka gets captured by the is it Trandoshan? Is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Anyway, she gets captured, and apparently, what they do is they—I mean, it's basically these two episodes are the most dangerous game because they capture people and then they let them go and hunt them. And when she's captured, like she meets up with this other group of former Jedi youngling, younglings who have apparently like been here for a while. Like they managed to survive, but they're still like there. And so, you know, it's sort of Ahsoka like rallying around them and getting them to, to fight and believe in themselves. And, um, I mean, that's about it. We get in the second episode, Chewbacca shows up cause he gets captured by them too. I always like to see Chewbacca. Um, it's a lot of fighting and like running through the woods. I think the only part of this I really found interesting was like the Anakin stuff. Because Anakin is like on the planet where she gets taken from because they're like, it's like her and Anakin and Poe and they're like doing like this mission and they separate to go like each do like their own thing and then she gets caught. So Anakin feels super guilty and really wants to rescue her, but then everybody else is like, "You, if you taught her, you know what you should be, then she'll be able to rescue herself." And they have a sweet little reunion at the end. I don't know. It sort of felt. And this, this is one of my major problems with the Clone Wars. Is I feel like everything is either too long or rushed. Like they have such a problem with pacing. And I felt like this could have this could have been one episode. Because there's so much like running through the woods, fighting, fighting, fighting. And I was just checked out for all of it. Yeah, this was one of my least favorite arcs in the Clone Wars. And it's just a shame that like this is how you end your season. Like I thought that like three episode arc before that one where they're like breaking out of the Citadel. And then you have the cool ending with Anakin and Tarkin. Like I thought that's a much stronger end for your season. Yeah. I mean, I don't think because like, I don't know if it's like Dave or George who's just like not good at like, you know, picking which episodes to be like a series or a season finale. Because like with the with Rebels, their season three finale was this like big, like, you know, space battle that was just like kind of like, no, it was um, they had this shit with like the Bendu or something. And it, I forget exactly like what it was, but it just it was. It was boring, it was forgetful, and it should have been something more the lines of, like, because they had that, they were playing playing that Obi-Wan versus Maul thing, and that would have been a really interesting season finale, but, no, because Dave, you know, you, you know Dave Filoni, but, uh, I don't know, like, what'd you think, because uh, you saw Chewbacca. Yeah, I was happy to see Chewbacca, I wish I would have seen Chewbacca in a story that I actually, like, gave a shit about. Well, I was happy to see him. I'm like, hey, it's Chewbacca. And then like like seriously, like my notes my notes go from Chewbacca in all capitals to there being like no notes for like ten minutes and then just I am so bored. <laughs> That's probably how I felt. And then was that Bosque? I don't think I think it was the same race. 
Yeah. I mean, well, it's definitely the same species. I don't think it was actually him because they say some other names there. Because at first I thought it was, but then there's another name mentioned, but I can't because I'm apparently like super like speciesist. Like I can't tell any of them apart. So I don't know if any of them were Bosk. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I haven't watched this in a, a long time, but yeah, I mean, I never really enjoyed this arc. I mean, you know, we got we got an Ahsoka moment, which I think is like really important in this series that we're getting these moments of Ahsoka where, you know, she's learning, not from her mistakes, but, you know, she's learning, she's becoming more powerful, like she was able to, you know, go back to Curzon without any help. And that's, you know, that's really good for a character. Like we're seeing development, <clears throat> not like Ezra Bridger, but, you know, like we're, I don't know, with Ahsoka, they did a beautiful job with improving her character because you see her in season one and you see her now and you obviously see a difference. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like she's really grown as a character and that's cool. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, yeah. Clone Wars. Um, do you want to get to our top three? Sure. Um, if you have any top three recommendations, you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. Yeah, and this one was from John. This is this was because we were asking for topics a while ago, and he sent us one that apparently he had used on his own show, which is, let's just go with, he said best and worst. Let's just go with best because that's top three. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, best on screen chemistry. What what were you thinking? Oh man, best on screen chemistry. Um, damn it, I had it and I lost it. You go first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Poe and everybody, <laughs> because Oscar Isaac is one of the most charming actors working today and has chemistry with literally everybody. And okay. I didn't. Okay. For chemistry at first, I was thinking like, just like romantic chemistry, but then I decided to open that up to just chemistry in general. And I'm going with Poe and BB eight. Because here's the thing is Oscar Isaac seems to general, like (laughs) genuinely love that little, like he, he loves BB eight. And, like, not yet, not just Poe, but Oscar Isaac loves him. And that makes me happy. Um, number two was um, True and Baze, because they are space husbands. Yes. Even if Star Wars is still <laughs> way, way, way behind where they should be with that kind of representation. They're amazing together. Like, whether it's romantic or not, I love their relationship. They're perfect. Uh, and then, I mean, number one, hands down, like, who else could be? It's Han and Leia. Like, there, there's just, there's nothing even touches them. I mean, they're perfect. Yeah, I agree. They're pretty good. Even, like, their chemistry. I don't know. Even, like, Harrison and Carrie's chemistry, you know? Because, obviously, like, they were a thing before empire and you could tell like just everything just felt so like natural and 
and right between them. Well, between Han and Leia, of course, like not Carrie and and Harrison, but their chemistry is just like so strong. And, you know, like that first kiss they shared on the Falcon was just like so, so great. One of my favorite moments. Um, let me think of chemistry. I don't know why, but I thought of that just, you know, Luke in R2. Like, I don't know, just the way that Luke talks to R2 is just like so precious, especially in Last Jedi when you get that split second of like Luke Skywalker, like he's back when he's talking to R2, like his face just lights up. It was just like old Luke Skywalker, you know, like Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy, just like talking you know, to our two and, you know, like Sacred Island, watch the language, then, oh, I love them. Um, Number two, Mendo and the Death Star. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, think about it. Like, he fucking loved the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Like, that was his fucking child. Um, Here, I'm trying to think of, like, a good relationship. I mean, like, obviously, Poe and BB-8, like... Oh my god, like when when Finn and Rose land on crate and then like one of the first things that Poe says is okay, like where's my droid? Where's my droid? And BB8 comes out and he's like there's my buddy. And he's roaming his stomach and oh, oh fuck. That's oh, the best thing ever. Thing ever. It's so good. Um I you know, I have to agree with you on like the Han and Leia thing. Like that's just it's Han and Leia, but I don't know. Like, I, I really love them. And, like, I'm prepared to see Han in this film with Kira or, like, have some sort of romantic thing with Kira. And I'm, like, prepared to see that. Because I need I need some romance in Star Wars, damn it. Or I need, like, so- I need something. Because, like, I don't know. Like, that's one of the things. I love those, like, little bits of, like, you know, like, the I love you, I know. And... You know, even sometimes an Anakin Padme are being, like, creepy as fuck. Like, I love the, you know, like, the little cheesy shit they would do sometimes. Not, like, everything because their whole relationship was, eh. But I don't know. Like, and then Lando, just the way that Lando interacts with everyone. Like, you know, in the trailer we see him, you know, talking how he's talking to Han. And especially, like, how he was talking to Leia on Cloud City. Even Chewbacca. How you doing, Chewbacca? Oh, it's great. But yeah, top three. Thank you, John, for the top three recommendation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, again, if you guys have any top three recommendations, email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com and send us your top three also. We want to hear what you think. We want to hear what you think. Um, All right. We have a lot of emails today, and I'm really excited about that. Thanks for all the emails, everyone. All right. So, um, move my mic closer. Um, all right. So this email is from Jim, our friend and listener. He titles it Kylo's Apprentice. And he says, Dear Kanto by Dispatch. Wow. What a crazy week. It wasn't until Friday I, I could catch up on your two latest episodes. I thought... Your Raylo talk on both episodes is very insightful. Personally, I've never been a Raylo fan for many of the reasons that you mentioned, but it's good, but it's got me thinking about my own ideas for episode nine. One of the things I thought would be interesting for nine is if Kylo had his own apprentice and that it would be really cool if his apprentice was female. 
My thinking was that was that we have never had a female dark side user in the movies. Plus, I thought the dynamic between her, Kylo, and Rey could really be interesting. Yet, after your discussion, I'm questioning if this will work. Ultimately, even if Kylo and the Apprentice aren't in love, they are still in a close relationship that opens to her same emotional abuse that he was applying to Rey. <laughs> All I'm doing is switching Rey out of the situation I don't like and replacing her with an unknown character I do not care about. I'm curious what you think. Do you think a female apprentice could work in the right situation, or does it fall victim to the same problem as Raylo? What if the female apprentice is redeemed? Would that make a difference, or are we just repeating the themes of episode eight? Thanks for the great podcast. Your listener, Jim. Hmm. Um, I have a couple of thoughts on this. Okay. Um, one is I feel like as much as I, I actually really do, I like the idea of him having this apprentice and especially of it being a woman, because like you said, we don't, we don't see that in the movies yet. I will say it's too late to introduce at that point, at this point, like just to, to suddenly have an apprentice in episode nine. Like, I feel like that's something we'd, we would have had to see develop. I, I don't, I don't think it would be the same problem that I have with Raylo if it were shown to be this negative relationship. And that's sort of, actually, that's, that's my feeling on the, the scenes with Kylo and Ray is I don't, my problem is not with that stuff happening. My problem is with that stuff happening and being shown to be neutral or positive. So if you had him with a female apprentice and you were, you were seeing and acknowledging how messed up what he was, was doing to her. I think that could be actually be really good. I mean, maybe a little bit dark for these movies, but again, I, I just, I feel like it's not something you can introduce in the last movie of the trilogy. Yeah. I don't think Kylo is capable of having an apprentice. I don't think he's mentally capable, physically capable. I just, I, I, you know, he, he wants to stay in this position of power. And he would probably think if he had an apprentice that this apprentice would like try to kill him or something. He's just like a very insecure man. And he would think of any possible scenario of, possible apprentice like killing him or something like i know that he wanted ray to join him but you know how that works out you know like rule the galaxy with me it'll be fucking cool and obviously the apprentice is gonna fucking kill you because that's how it goes in star wars you know but i just i don't know like i think the idea is really interesting i don't like the idea of kylo controlling and possibly abusing another female in this story I I don't know, like, like it was really interesting, like, what we saw with Saws Ventress in the Clone Wars, but someone as, like, emotionally abusive as Kylo Ren, like, I don't know how I would feel about that. And I don't know, like, how he would find this apprentice, where he would find this apprentice, like, obviously we need a backstory, you know, but I don't know, like, I could see this in, like, a different scenario or, like, with different characters, like, in, like, this standalone trilogy, we get, like, a master and an apprentice and the apprentice, you know, is, you know, is a female and they're on, you know, the opposing side. Like, I'd love to see that, but I don't know about Kylo. Like, Kylo is just too, 
what's the I'm trying to think of the word. Like he's too like unpredictable. Mm-hmm. He's not disciplined enough. He's not. Like you don't know when he's gonna rage next. Like you don't know when he's gonna snap or how he's gonna snap. Because, you know, he goes from you know, having that conversation with his dad before he killed him, you know, I'm being torn apart to, you know, fucking killing billions of people with the Star Killer, you know? Yeah. It's just, he's just so emotionally unstable. I can't see, like, how he's even, like, the fact that he's in charge of the First Order, too, is, like, fucking terrifying. Like, just think of all the shit that he's going to do to all these people and, like, how unhappy the galaxy is going to be. Like, even the people in the First Order are probably like, I don't want this unstable child to be in control. Or, like, maybe they, like, are really fearful of him and, like, that's why. Like, it's interesting. Like, I want to know, like, what the galaxy really thinks of Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, he's still obviously trying to become Darth Vader. Like, he denies it, but I mean, like... You know, you see what he wears, you see what he does, you see the whole Skywalker, like, you're not important in the story, you're nothing, but not to me, you You know? know, Actually, I feel like probably the galaxy doesn't, doesn't think much of anything about him and probably doesn't, he's not, he's not Darth Vader. Like, I don't think they're the same sort of, like, like, legends built up around him that you would have seen about Vader. Like, like Vader is sort of probably became this sort of boogeyman that that stories were told about. You know, like mm-hmm. you you tell your kids behave or or Darth Vader's going to come get you. I I I kind of doubt anybody outside of the First Order knows who he is. Unless they've actually had, like, direct contact with him. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love so much about, you know, that Vader scene in Rogue One was that so many people, like, Darth Vader, like, not a lot of people knew about him. Like, he was this unknown thing, like, this, you know, this rumor, this horror story of this, like, man that was machine, that was a force user, that you know, could kill people and could kill things, could kill billions, you know, and that he was just maliciously destroying these these rebel troopers, you know, like decapitating them, you know, taking their weapons, choking them to death, you know, throwing them against a wall. Like, and these people didn't know what to expect. Like, they had their blasters out because, like, they didn't know what Vader was capable of doing. And you could just see the fear in their eyes when, you know, one of them was like banging on the door screaming, help us. Like, I don't think that Kylo Ren has that same fear, but could possibly have that same like intimidation. Like, he's just this like leader that people fear, but they know that if they betray him, they will die. <sighs> oh, Kylo Ren. Like, and we still don't know this character that much either. Like, we're still going to find out way more about him, you know, in the near future, like, leading up to episode nine. So I'm really interested to see, like, how Kylo's story is going to end. Yeah, for sure. We don't. It's it's sort of hard to know where they're planning on going with that. Yeah. But 
Anyways, thank you, Jim, for the email. This was a really good one. Yeah, thanks, Jim. I always like it when you write in. I know. This got us to think a lot. I love the emails. I get us to just, like, sit down and ponder and think, like, okay. Like, I love it. All right. Do you want to read the next one? Sure. This is the one from Catherine. Mm-hmm. All righty. Hey, Canto Biters. I've always loved Star Wars, but since I started listening to Star Wars podcasts and going deeper into fandom, I've learned a lot of facts and trivia. My favorite thing I've learned about is Wilbur Hood, a.k.a. Ice Cream Maker Man. Do you have some favorite things you have learned? Love the pod, Catherine. First of all, I, Catherine is amazing. I freaking love her. I hope to meet her one day. Me too. Because she lives in Australia, which is very, very far away. And her cat is fucking adorable. Oh, I love her cat. But, I mean, oh man, like, Willow Hood's got to be one of them. Because that's just, it's such a weird little thing that I that I know about only because of podcasts and the internet. Like, it's not something that I ever would have, like, picked up on or even noticed on my own. I know, this is a hard one. Like... I've always been interested in like facts and trivia and Star Wars, but I don't think like there's one thing that's like this is why I love Star Wars. Like I mean Ugh. I think one of the things is that a lot of Han Solo's lines in like Empire Strikes Back were like improvised. Like the whole like I love you, I know thing. Like that's fucking brilliant. That that was just Harrison like throwing out lines, and then the I know came out, and they're like, "That's it." Yeah, that's that's pretty great because that's I mean because it's so iconic. Mm-hmm. And so that came about, you know, through improvisation. Like that's pretty. That's pretty great. Um, I'm trying to think of like if there's anything else that. I like love. I love that stormtrooper that hits his head on the door in A New Hope. <laughs> but that's just a a little stupid thing. I love like bloopers in movies that like stay in the movies for some reason. Like just like the obvious mistakes, and you're like, okay, that's that's fine. But I don't know. I'll have to twelve on this one. Damn it! But yeah, I'm kind of want to like. I almost want to go back to this one. Yeah, I know. Just because it, it's sort of like hard to think about. I should have read this email before, but <laughs> I don't know. I want to think about it, but I'll open this up. I was gonna say no. I'd open this up to to our listeners. Is what's your favorite like little weird little tidbits in Star Wars? Like, let us know. I know. I feel like we're gonna get some, and we'll be like, "Damn it! I should have said that," or like we're gonna be done recording, and we'll be like, "Ah, fuck." But yeah, thank you, Catherine. You're great. Um, here. Uh, do you want to read the one from Adele or do you want me to? You can. Okay. Um, so this is from our listener Adele. And she titled it Porglet Story. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Hi, Canto Biters. I keep trying to finish the podcast on time to write you before you record with the news of the trailer. Maybe this will make it. I have a few things to share. Including the promised pork story. Yes. All right. 
Number one, thank you for your honesty and insight in the last episode, Emily. It is so difficult to speak of darkness in your own pa- in your own past, but important to share. Um, yeah, I will. I just want to say, um, people have been really supportive after after the last episode where we uh, got into some stuff that was not, you know, fun to talk about and probably not that fun to hear in our little Star Wars podcast. But uh, thanks to everybody. Who has who's reached out? Um, that's really it's really it's been really good to hear from people. So thank you. Yeah, you know, like I'm reminded, you know, again, and I'm reminded, you know, every time that I talk to you, that you are the, one of the most strongest people that I know, and that you know you mean so much to me, and that was really big, and that was really, you know, brave of you to share what you did last week and I'm I'm really proud and I, I love you Emily I can't say that enough I love you too Brittany thank you yeah anytime but um I'll go on with the email uh number two the adoption is all right is a adoption is Junebug the Porg or the the option I'm assuming the adoption of Junebug the Porg the, okay, the adoption of Junebug the Pork. My husband snuck away from his teenage daughter at the mall, the Disney store. Lol, and behold, there is one last lonely pork sitting on the shelf without a friend or family in the world. As he clutches her to as he clutches her to or her to his chest, promising at last, lonely pork sitting on the wait, fuck. I need to reread this. Okay. Lo and behold, there is one last lonely pork sitting on the shelf without friend or family in the world. As he clutches her to his chest, promising her a loving human slash pork blended family, he enters a line behind an eight-year-oldish girl. She's clutching an aerial doll, telling her accompanying adult how this is one will complete her collection. This is when my husband realizes how much he can truly resemble an eight-year-old fangirl. Then he texts me about the pork he adopted. <laughs> I okay. This means the world to me that you saw that last porg, the lonely porg sitting on the shelf and bought it. That is such a me thing. Even though I already have the Disney store porg, if I saw just like if I was walking through my like local Disney store and I saw there was like one last porg there, I would buy it in a fucking heartbeat. That porg needs a home. <laughs> it's gonna have so many porgs. <laughs> I already have 20. There's room for 21. But that, that warms my heart. But anyways, uh, number three, a question for you. I know you have touched upon some darker themes recently, so feel free to hold on, hold off on this if you want. I have been wondering if there is anything you can think of that would make you consider boycotting slash cutting yourself off from the future Star Wars events slash movies. I am thinking along the lines of lack of diversity among amongst directors or your choice of actors like Depp and Harry Potter sigh I certainly wouldn't hold you to your answer but it's just something I've been curious about um I don't know Emily is there like anything that like would really rub you the wrong way to the point where you're like I'm done I mean I I don't necessarily think there'd be anything at least not any one thing where I'd be, I'm done with Star Wars. But if, I mean, let's use Johnny Depp as an example. If, God forbid, mm-hmm. there was like a one of these spinoff movies and Johnny Depp is cast, I, I would have to very seriously consider not going. 
I agree. Like there's there's and it would f- fucking suck. But there's there's certain people who I who I don't feel like I can support. Um, you know, I I I don't go see movies with Johnny Depp anymore. I don't go see Woody Allen movies. I I mean, there's just there's there's a lot of people like that. Um, like I was so happy when Joss Whedon announced he's not doing Batgirl anymore because I really want to go see a Batgirl movie, and I'm not gonna go see a Whedon written Batgirl movie. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That would that'd be really hard. It's not something that I thought about before. Like I thought about the time when I eventually like there's Star Wars movies that I just don't care about very much. But like one that I actually would find offensive is a, is a very different story and that that's going to be a really sad day if that ever happens. You know, I don't know. Like that's it's really hard. I mean, like I'm not saying, like, if the Raylo thing, like, actually happens, I'm going to be like, you know, like, I'm done with Star Wars. I'm just going to be like, okay, like, um, this is abusive. But I don't know. Like, so far, like, everything's been fine with me with Star Wars. Like, I'm not totally on board with Solo yet just because it's like, but it's it's Star Wars. Like, I'm the I'm the kind of Star Wars fan that's like, okay, if it's Star Wars, I'm going to watch it. You know, with Star Wars, like, I know I'm going to like it. I know that I could have my issues with it, but it's still Star Wars. It still holds a close place in my heart. And that, you know, it means a lot to me. Like, I met my boyfriend through Star Wars. Like, you know, like, I've made so many wonderful friends through Star Wars. And that, I'm always going to remember that. And I'm always going to, you know, cherish that. Yeah. I feel like almost the the more difficult thing to answer is like what do I do if they just keep continuing to not hire diverse writers and directors because it's I I don't know I feel like it's much easier to go this particular person is a bad person I'm not going to support this movie then well there's been a continued lack of people of color women of color women in general in star wars so i'm done i i don't know like i don't know if or when we're gonna because they're always like all right it's gonna come like we're gonna get this we're gonna get this like diverse no director or diverse cast or diverse something and just it, it never happens like you know diverse cast like yes like you know Rogue One was fantastic. You know, in Solo, we're getting all these wonderful characters. But, like, in future Star Wars, like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is that, you know, like, we we just got the news of Jon Favreau on fucking International Women's Day. Like, you think of what possible stuff that Lucasfilm is going to come up with or, you know, in the next thing that's going to disappoint a lot of people. Because it makes me really sad that people are like really disappointed and you know including myself like i'm disappointed like i would love to see you know a person of color director write a star wars film or even a a, a woman do that because 
don't know, like people look up to these these job positions and these like, you know, creating stories. And if it's just like another. I don't know. I'm I'm bad at discussing these these kind of things. I'm but I don't know. But anyways, um, uh, number four, I must commend you on your sound quality. Since I listen on the highway, any podcast I listen to have a complete or have have to compete with a significant amount of road noise. This has been or there have been some podcasts which I think I might enjoy, but their sound is unbalanced, way too quiet, then way too loud or too junky. Yours is fantastic, which makes it easy to listen to. And no, I've never heard a notorious squeaky chair. <laughs> Pork Philly yours, your canto bitch Adele. I mean I mean, first of all <laughs> I'm so relieved to hear that because that is my number one thing that makes me most paranoid is is when I'm editing. Really? I think we sound pretty like I I on okay, honestly, like I have issues with um my mic stuff because sometimes I talk too close to the mic and then sometimes I'm far away from the mic. Like I still don't know like the exact face to mic ratio. And obviously that's a problem. Like I've gotten I've gotten DMs and shit about my my um uh, podcast etiquette or whatever. So I still struggle with that. So it's really nice to get an email about that. But also the squeaky chair. Okay, I'm going to get up so you can hear how squeaky this is. Like, wait, damn it. It only works when I'm like sitting down in it or like when I like run or kind of move around. I swear I hear this when I'm editing too. I hear this fucking chair. Like someone has to email and say, I hear the chair. Like it's not just me. But I'm glad that you haven't heard the squeaky chair. Nobody has. Nobody has heard it. it. <laughs> okay, I swear, like I'm editing sometimes and I hear it and I have to cut it out. But I'm gonna, if I hear the chair squeaking in this episode, I'm gonna leave it in and I'm gonna do a timestamp of squeaky chair. Wait, move your, okay, make Just, your chair squeak again. No, you made it nervous. Okay, it kind of squeaked right now. You hear that? I mean, I heard your chair move. I didn't hear it squeak. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Why are you getting... Sh- okay. My chair's an asshole. <sighs> oh, and if you want if you want another podcast with really good sound, uh, listen to The Bad Motivators, because Eric Strathers is like audio genius, and he does a really good job with that. He's so good at that. Just Eric Struthers. Just I feel like the past like three episodes we've been talking about how great Eric Struthers is. Um, you know why? Because he's Eric and he's awesome. I know. His beautiful blonde hair, the way that he plays the guitar, he's just great. Fucking great. But, anyways, <laughs> I love the pork yours. Thanks, Adele. I love your emails. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's so cool that you listen. Um, we said this on the show before, but if you don't know, Adele and I went to college together. And we uh, lived together for a couple of years, and she's awesome, and I love her. And it's just, it's it's really, like, I don't know, I find it so, it, like, it's just cool that we're interacting again through a podcast. That's beautiful. It makes me so happy. Oh, thank you again for the email. All right. 
our last email. Oh, do you want to read this, Emily? Sure. And this is from Willis, who I don't know. So that's always cool. Yeah. Man, we, do you know him? Like when we get emails from people I don't know, it makes me so happy. Because I'm like, oh my God, people listen to our podcast. I don't think I know Willis. But hi. Nice to meet you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. If you if you happen to be on Twitter and you follow us, like shoot us a message to let us know that it's you. Anyway, this email is called Force Ghosting. Ahoy hoy. In your last episode, you questioned why Anakin was a Force Ghost. I've often wondered this. Qui-Gon, Yoda, and Obi-Wan underwent special training to become Force Ghosts, or was Anakin just threw an old man down a shaft? <laughs> My personal headcanon is that the Force Ghost ritual involves throwing an old person into a hole, and the fact Anakin did that just before his death was pu- purely coincidental. The question isn't, why is Anakin a Force Ghost, but... Who did Yoda chuck down a crevice? <laughs> May the force be with you, Willis. <laughs> oh my god. Please write more. <laughs> oh my god. You know, maybe that could be it. Like, maybe that's the whole thing about the force ghost thing is that you know, like there's there's shortcuts, like throwing someone down a hole. Like maybe it was Yoda when he went in that cave and or in the Clone Wars arc, which I won't talk about because, eh. But um, I don't know. I like now. I just, now I'm just picturing like Yoda just because he wants to make sure it like really sticks. He's like thrown several old people down holes. Like it's just something he does randomly. Like, when you just see some, like, old dude out on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I wonder how Obi-Wan did it. Man. I mean, he had a lot of time on on, um, Tatooine. I mean, maybe... Maybe he got mad at some local Tusken Raiders. Or, um... Maybe after Maul died, he threw him down a... Maybe just a couple of Jawas. <laughs> you can't kill a Jawa. They're cute. I can see how they could get annoying, but I mean, like... It's fine. I wonder how many Jawas are on Tatooine. Probably a lot. I don't know. But, um... Thank you, Willis, for the email. Yeah, now I want to be thinking about this all night. I know. <laughs> I'm going to get off here and ask Rusty. So, who did Yoda chuck down a crevice? <laughs> oh, but yeah, thank you. But yeah. Um, we had a good... This was a good episode. We talked a lot of Solo, a lot of Clone Wars, and a lot of awesome-ass emails. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, and if you want to write us an email, it's cantobitepod at gmail.com. Um, next episode, it is the second time we are doing monthly Mendo movies. It is the year my voice broke from, like, 1986. I want to say somewhere around there, but it's um, if you're in the U.S. and you have Amazon Prime, it's streaming on there. And if you want to write us things, do that. Ooh, I'll probably watch this on like 
Saturday night. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out or if I'm or how I'm going to watch this because I think I probably want to try to live tweet while watching this, you know, get myself a nice glass of wine. Wine and Mendo. There you go. Wine and Mendo. Wine and Mendo. I think I found an episode title. <laughs> how many of our episode titles like have been like Mendo or something having to do with Mendo? Not that many. Not that many. I mean, less than you would think. Probably more porgs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, Emily, where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. And you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit. Uh, rarely slash occasionally slash who knows on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Um, I'm going to try to update the uh, CantoBite Instagram. I'll try to post more. I'll do like a spam posts. I'll probably post some pictures of the Porg, um, of Emily's Tarkin or other things. Because I need to do an updated Porg photo. But I think I'm going to wait until I go to Disneyland. Because I'm going to Disneyland next week for a couple days. Because I want to get that Porg backpack. Oh, you're finally going to get it? Yeah. Because every time I go, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Because it's like, that's the issue. Is that I don't want it to get dirty. Like, I know it's a backpack. But, like, there's a lot of white on the Porg. And I don't want it. Because, like, Disneyland, like, you know, the rides, you know, you put the Porg down or something. And it could get dirty. And it's like, I don't want the Porg to get dirty. But, like, it's it's perfect. Because, like, I always bring, like, the same, like, handbag or, like, the same, like, crossbody bag with me to um, Disneyland. And, like, it because I kind of tested it, like it could easily fit inside the porg. So I'm like, perfect. If I buy the porg, I don't need a bag. I'll just put my little purse in the porg and I'll just wear it the whole day. So and it's really cute. I know that they still have a bunch of Disneyland because every time I go, they have bins and bins of them. And worst case scenarios, I can just get it online. So wow, that was a long story about a porg. But yeah, um, I'll get the porg and I'll be at 21. That's a lot of porgs. Not enough porgs, Emily. Never enough porgs. I need. I still need to give like Cooper, my dog, a um, one of those like squeaky porg toys. Yeah, but are you going to be able to do that though? Like, are you going to be able to like emotionally deal with it? I think so. I think I'll have to get one for me too. Because <laughs> it counts. It's a pork. But, but yeah, I, I I'll be okay. I'll be fine. But anyways, um, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we will we'll see you guys next time. Bye.